I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hello, everybody. It's Oops the Podcast. Welcome. Uh, I'm Julio Gallarotti. I'm joined, as always, by the wonderful Francis Ellis. Hey, friend. How are you, man? I have to always hide my self-view on Zoom. Otherwise, I watch myself the whole time. <laughs> do you hide your self-view or do you keep it up? I do gallery, but I don't look at myself the whole time. I go back and See, forth. See, I think, I think it's actually more humble that you don't have to hide it. Because if I have myself up there, I just watch myself the whole time. <laughs> it might not be humble, though. That might just be you, you know, being insecure. Like you want to make sure you look okay. Oh, okay. Insecure. (laughs) Okay. Starting hot. Okay. Insults. I didn't expect that. That was not this early in the podcast. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How are you, dude? Like, how are you? Like, actually. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. My manager my manager's assistant that I'm very close with called me today and he was like, you know, you got to bring us more stuff. And I, 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 meaning, you know, I have to like create more things for them. And I had not considered that. I hadn't considered that me not doing enough meant that he might not have enough work to do. Right. You know what I mean? So uh, that was sort of a wake-up call. Because a lot of my mentality through all of this has been to just sort of like endure. Just endure. Just I do your best, do my job well, um, and weather the storm. But there are people who are getting ahead. And if you aren't getting ahead, you're falling behind in a way. Right. So that gave me some anxiety and right. uh i had not felt that that much fair dude you know um i com- i completely understand i'm on sort of the opposite end of that where i don't have anybody right now representing me um and i feel like it's a hard time to get ahead in that category as well well yeah but you know, I think a lot of it depends on like what your job and your life is. I mean, if stand up is a huge part of your life, there's simply nothing to be done in that right. regard. And uh, but as far as creating projects and stuff, like we're all we all do that, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. I, I'm I'm all right. We we had pizza night last night, and I get really excited about that. And then the pizza was lackluster. Mm. And you go from expecting this incredible moment and night and this holiday in the middle of your week. I I think that disappointing pizza on pizza night is, can actually be more harmful to your psyche than not having pizza night at all. So what, I don't know, let's backtrack a little bit with this. Where, why was it such a surprise? Did you order from a new place? Did you make it like, what were the variables? All right. So we had been getting our pizza night pizza from Maine beer company, which right. makes really, really good beer. And they've got a, a wood fired pizza or whatever. The first week that we got it. Fantastic. Knocked it out of the park. Delicious. The next week that we got it horrible. 
terrible. Just insipid, bland, floppy, tasteless. It's as if somebody took a t-shirt gun and fired the toppings on with no regard for distribution or anything. So we kind of <laughs> said after that, we were like, all right, well, fuck this place. We need to try a new pizza place. And so the next week we tried a new one. And then the, this week we tried a new one again. And the reason we found out that there was such a drop off in quality from week one to week two of the first place was that we found out that their pizza chef who had been cooking their pizzas for a long, long time quit in between week one and week two. <laughs> and I, he quit because it sounded like he quit and they were like, you know, we're not going to be able to pay you as much or something. We're going to have to cut back a little bit. And then he, in the middle of this, and he was just like, you know what? Fuck that. And walked out. <laughs> He'd rather have <laughs> no job than, a, a, you know, less of his original job. Which brings up a good question. I was reading that a lot of people who have filed for unemployment in all of this are actually making more money than people, a lot of people who have jobs still. Interesting. That people who were furloughed or laid off, you know, they're getting paid severance and then they filed for unemployment, which is like whatever, $600 a week or something. I could have my numbers a little bit wrong. And that it all, accumul it all comes out to making over $75,000 a year's salary, Sweet. which is pretty substantial. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, you know, is there, should we try to get fired? I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, uh, I think it's a great opportunity for people who do what we do to, to get unemployment when they typically can't. And I think that's a really nice thing that exists because it's a definitely a desperate time for quote unquote gig workers and, uh, self-employed people, you yeah. know? So you know, I think if you got a job, keep your job, but it's, it's something that can, you know, it's, it's so helpful. Yeah. So, cause it, cause that's the thing, man, like even when things start to happen again, it's just going to be so long until it's just cooking like it used to be, you know what I mean? Like the pizza guy to bring pizza. it all together. Pizza guy. Yeah. Cooking like the pie. Hey, are you on cameo? You know, cameo? I am actually. Do you ever get any bites on there? I did one recently. How'd it go? It was great. I, someone asked me to tell them a story that I hadn't told on the podcast yet. And wow, you're, you're, you're holding stories back. I did. Well, I, I hadn't, I hadn't gotten to this one yet, but it was kind of like a behind the scenes of one of the stories actually. Uh, okay. All right. I was going to say, I, if, if I had known that you needed, you know, 50 bucks to give us your best stuff. I <laughs> it was a hundred bucks. You're charging a hundred dollars for cameos. Yeah, dude. What the hell? What the hell? Where do you Where do you get off? I mean where do you get a hundred dollars? Dude, I'm charging fifty, bro. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that like, you know, I guess I should be charging like at least seventy-five. I mean, dude, listen, just, you know, don't sit, don't, people will pay for value, man. You know, 
How much Listen, do you think you're worth, bro? I'm I'm crushing these things. Problem is, <laughs> problem is sometimes people ask me to like write them a song, and that's like a, a much taller order than just right. like coming that's up with like, a funny story or a rant to tell someone. I had to come up with a, a song for some $50? people. Fifty dollars? That's like very undervalued. Yeah, but I just improvised the song. Right, right. I mean, you can make a tiered situation. I was wondering about that. If you want, like, you know, the soup and the nuts, you're going to have to pay 150 if you want a little, you know, song and dance. But if you're willing to have me just be like, happy birthday uh, to you, lady, your husband got this for you, and I'm thrilled that you're 39 today. <laughs> Boy, time flies, right? You know? <laughs> Fucking hell. Dude, well, here's dude. the thing, though. Here's the yeah. thing about about Cameo, okay? Um, it's a ridiculous... I mean, it, it, I don't know. It's an interesting concept. I, I don't think... I'm not, gonna, I'm not selling myself here. I, I don't think that anybody should really be paying me to say hello. Uh, I think that I'm accessible enough that if people DM'd me... And I'm probably undercutting my market here, but that, you know, I would probably just respond and say... Like, hey, whatever. Having said that, um, their people at Cameo, the people who work for that company, are the most relentless people I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah, they are definitely uh, persistent. Dude, there's a guy who just texts me. He just texts me and he's like, listen, man, there's a lot of demand right now. I think you'd crush it. Like, you should do this. You should do a few. And then, because I, I, I like canceled my account for a while because I just thought it was, I was whatever. Um, but now, now I'm back and now I've got, I've got like nine lined up, but I'm only, I'm only charging 50 bucks. I didn't know that these people were just ripping me off. Well, nine is good, dude. I mean, dude, I am the child laborer of Cameo. <laughs> I'm a little Taiwanese boy knitting Nike sneakers on Cameo right now. um dude i think listen anybody listening to this podcast if you're a big enough fan that you're listening to this moment i will do your fucking thing for free 100 percent. dm me be like if you want some shout out or whatever it's not a big deal like when i've done the cameos if i'm like doing some story or something i try to like really get into it and do like a long one you know make it worth it but yeah, if you guys are ride or die, you don't have to, you don't need to pay money to get shoutouts. See, see, I think I think what we're doing here is really bad for our business. I I agree with your statement. <laughs> Basically, we just said that a commodity that we are charging for, we're willing to give away for free. For loyalty, bro. We're building the fucking the oops army. Yeah, but we can't we can't know if the person who asks us for a special shout out is actually a listener or just some person, you know, looking for a free ride. Right? No, it's true. But you know, you could be able to you you know, it's case by case basis, man. Okay, so you're saying that we'll give out free shout outs, but they'll have to pr- they'll have to prove through some ser- like a multiple choice quiz about oops the podcast like you know 20 <laughs> questions going way back they got to get at least 17 of them right that's funny man it's like yeah what like multiple choice question what does francis's girlfriend call him when he gets too stoned <laughs> <laughs> that's so uh, funny what's the name oh oh that brings up a good point 
You know who came back into the mix the other day? Who? Noah. Oh, wow. Love it. Remember Noah? Oh, yeah. You know, people ask me about Noah more than anybody else that I've talked about on the podcast. <laughs> Noah DM me, right? Now, I, I don't want to get anyone's hopes up. Uh, it's it's nothing nothing to write home about or, or get, get too hard about. But uh, Noah wrote to me um, yesterday at 6.35. He wrote, hi, Francis. And I wrote back. <laughs> I, by the way, I waited like an hour and a half because, you know, I didn't want him to th- think I was – super easy totally so i'm playing hard to get a little bit with this 14 year old uh i wrote what up my dude totally cool right and um you right okay um and uh so he he right so that's it that's all we've got for right now but dude you know what i noticed was that's that it. That's yeah that's, <laughs> dude it's he's playing the long game yeah. we're playing the long game with each other it's like who's gonna bend first you know what i mean <laughs> it's probably gonna be noah he's gonna bend over i look yeah. a boy can dream right you know <laughs> you know speaking my language here but here's the thing uh i noticed that he's been commenting on that original clip we posted of me saying that I wanted to pipe this kid. <laughs> and he's been like, like a lot of people wrote comments and then he's been like responding to a bunch of them. Like someone else was like, you know, I hope it's going to happen or whatever. And then Noah wrote like, oh, he's getting there. Hilarious. Like, you know, giving me breadcrumbs to keep encouraging my advances. But, you know, look, he, at a certain point, I have to protect my heart. You know yeah, what I mean? Man. Like, I think he's being a fuckboy. He's truly being a fuckboy. And uh, I'm not falling for that. This so, is your heart, man. That's right. At some point, I have to let Noah go, and I have to move on to greener pastures, perhaps younger children. <laughs> we'll see. The Noah saga continues, dude. Yeah. We should get um, him on the pod. Although, we should. I don't know. I don't know. Get Noah in there. Too much. Get him in the hot seat. Yeah. I don't um, want him dude, to feel like he's made it, you know. <laughs> Make him earn it. Yeah, sorry. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Now, I was going to say, speaking of listeners, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Danielle, who just came back from the Peace Corps in... Comoros. If any of you guys can point to Comoros on a map, you are a fucking geography whiz because is it, is it a country or it's is a it country? A- I believe in the Indian ocean. Uh, wow. and it's very small. And she had mentioned that the, the rodents there are so aggressive that you literally need to like fend them off in your own home. Damn dude. Yeah. And she is now back from the Peace Corps. And I just thought that that was pretty impressive. Let me, let me ask you something. What does the Peace Corps do? That's a great question, man. I think they 
they peace, dude. Do they, they, they peace people out? They peace it up. They just bring peace to everyone. Like I they're like so. the end of a Christian mass where they're like, peace be upon you. <laughs> I think they just help out. With right? what? Houses? Because that's habitat for humanity. Right. I think that there, there must be some overlap with the mission statements of these different groups. I think they like go and help and maybe bring medicine. I don't know, dude. No, you're thinking of the Red United Cross? Nations. Right. Oh, not, yeah. They, well, you're right. The Red you know, Cross. Yeah. So, so here's, do they only go to war-torn parts of the world? I don't think, and I might be mistaken, but I don't think that Comoros is a war-torn place. I think it's just poor and, and isolated, and I guess they need help. And, and riddled with vermin. Yeah, I'm at, maybe there's some disease or whatever. I don't. I no, mean, you said that they said that the rats are super aggressive. In in your house, dude. Like she said, which, she'd be going. She'd be going to the bathroom. Which makes me think that they are the Peace Corps. One of their jobs is pest control. <laughs> maybe, dude. The pest corps. The pest corps. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so far, what we've figured out is that the Peace Corps they 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 handle pests. <laughs> rodents they're rodent they're a rodent control service they <laughs> she also, would have to sing she would have to sing to keep them away from her when she was sitting on the toilet she would have to sing or they would start bothering her and, and harassing her like like they're bears because in the woods when you're hiking in yellowstone you sing and yell so that bears don't get startled by you. oh really yeah interesting and I yeah, always I wondered if I was going to, because I went hiking in Yellowstone once and I worried I was going to sing a song that they liked <laughs> and that they would actually come join in, you know? <laughs> Bears are scary because they're so big, they're so fast, and they can fucking climb, right? Yeah, can they, they can climb. climb. They can climb really well. But you know, man, I'll tell you, baby bears, oh, bear cubs, so those cute. are awesome. Yeah. Awesome. They That's roll. They roll around, you know? Yeah, dude. <laughs> the Bro, by the way, around. when I was in Yellowstone, I had something really scary happen. We're outside of the car, and a bison, and there's, there's buffalo, bison, whatever, everywhere, as you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and one kind of started trotting towards me. And, you know, the trot can become scary. And a I'm, gallop, I'm, yeah. I'm close enough to my car that I sort of, like, start going over to my car, and I actually get in the car, and Benny, my friend who was with me, ran into the woods <laughs> – and this buffalo runs right by the car. The, the buffalo side-eyes me like this. It was insane. <laughs> Just, and it was one of the most fucked up things. We should make a clip out of this, actually. That would be funny. To, whatever. Regardless, the, the buffalo side-eyed me as to be like, you got away this time, dude. Next time. But here's, a, here's a question, right? Buffalo, their eyeballs are so big and round that... It, it, kind of in a way that they're they're always giving the side eye right right that's you fair. know maybe i think as long as you're facing them somehow and you're not behind them they're going to be able to give you the side eye but maybe not we'll look at the footage we'll we'll uh look at the footage i saw the pictures of you smoking the cigs in <laughs> jordan dude those are terrible man the sepia your pants your pants i had so many pairs of pants like that they're awful can you imagine where our heads were at where we would go to a store and try on that pair of pants and be like perfect 
Yeah. yeah. Say no, no more. I'll wear them out, you know? Dude, I know. I was really piecing it together. That's a hard time for a young man in today's society. 24 years old. You don't yeah. have any money. The girls who used to be in – the hot girls who used to be in your ballpark are now getting gobbled up by, like, established 30-year-olds, 35, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, like, the second you ju- – you're just pushed into adulthood, and yeah. now you're a fucking boy, dude. Two weeks ago, yeah. you're taking bong rips on your couch in, in fucking college, living the dream, and now, you know, you're trying to work and, and make it happen. Well, you know how it goes. When you're in high school uh, as a freshman – all the freshman hot girls date the seniors. Exactly. And then once you're a senior, you want nothing to do with those old bedraggled senior girls anymore. So now you date the freshmen. So life for freshmen, for girls is here and then guys, and then it goes like that, right? right. But then it's you get to college and it happens again. It restarts the cycle. And then you get out of college and those 22-year-old girls want to date established, wealthy guys who, you know, have books and stuff. And I guess the question is, in the grand scheme of dating, who is at the top of the pecking order? Dude, I, I, I really believe that this idea of being at the top of the pecking order and trying to get to the top of the pecking order in all facets of life is just a dead end and you're never going to get there. If you, if you have that mentality of attempting to, to achieve perfection, whether it comes to being the most, the most dateable person, the most whatever, like it's not going to happen, you're going to be unhappy. You, yeah. you have to accept that you're not going to be able to be the most dateable guy ever. You're not going to be the rich, young, ripped, fucking, you know, it's, it's hard. And even if you are, it's going to be for a very short period of time. Right. You, you know? Okay, well, all right. Uh, you know. That didn't really answer my question, but it was a very noble thought. Well, what's your question then? My question is this, right? So, so you look at a guy like Hugh Hefner, right? Okay. Who had all the money in the world. He somehow had convinced these really young women to, to marry him and date him all the time. And it seemed like he had a, a revolving team of women who would have sex with him, even though he was 60 years their senior. Right. But the problem is that at that age, I'm sure his virility has gone down a lot. So he can't even take advantage of it as much as one would have liked. So <laughs> he's definitely, he's freebasing Viagra, dude. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there, was it the roast of Hugh Hefner where I think Gilbert Gottfried said that he had to tie popsicle sticks around his penis to create a <laughs> splint? <laughs> that's great. I think that's what it was. But my question is, right, so you're is it is it a is it Leonardo DiCaprio? I mean, he's kind of the one we always point to, who's in his forties, has tons of money, fame, and still has that youthful energy enough to to actually uh, go a few rounds with the Nina Agdals of the world. Right. And he's wearing headphones while doing it, by the way. Is that true? Yeah, he's no multiple girls are like he wears headphones while he had he was wearing headphones when he had sex with me. Wow, that is deeply impersonal. Yeah, dude. So, dude, this is okay. So, I can't have a I can't have a conversation with someone if they have headphones in. Think about what happens to those guys, though. Each each generation has that guy, the it guy. They all end up just becoming really disgusting. Brando, Jack Nicholson, yeah, but and now Leo is going to become that guy. Clooney didn't. 
Clooney didn't, but Clooney's Clooney different. married a fucking like civil liberties lawyer who he's married. Yeah, is one of the most impressive women on the face of the earth. A mall. Totally, totally. But like again, so you, if you're arguing, Leo is the pinnacle. Always single, always bachelor. Like it doesn't seem that great, to be honest. No, I think I think he's he's gone he's gone over he's jumped the shark right he he he's gone beyond he's gone too far is, is Derek Jeter married? I don't know. I think he is, but I think he married one of those models. I don't I don't know. Whatever. We're, we're this, no, but, you know. but so so back to your what what is the original question? The question is what makes you what's the best time to be dating? What was it again? All right. So if we're following that original train of thought of you know, when you're a high school boy, you're a freshman, it's bad, you're a senior, it's good. Mm-hmm. For girls, it's the inverse. Same happens in college, and then same happens when you graduate from college. But you're talking about those recent female grads, 22, 23-year-olds. They're not going to date a guy. I mean, unless they're crazy. They're not dating guys who are older than, like, 35, right? How old Anything, is this girl? 20, yeah, I guess it depends on a few things. But, yeah. Whatever. Probably. Yeah, I, I, think, I think a 12 to 13-year age gap at that point, you're starting to stretch. Um, so, at what age is it – the best for a guy to you know what what, what's the best age to be dating as a man in his lifetime right right i guess i don't mean like seriously dating i mean single and you know i think you your age dude you think you're too old for it i think that i'm not too old for it but i think that you your age is perfect like i'm i'm what two three years older than you you're yeah you're 33 right yeah yeah, I'm 31. So I think, yeah, I well, I guess 31 is nice because you're not 33 yet. 33 but what's is the difference. What's the, the difference? difference is in three years I'll be 36, in three years you'll be 34. There's something significant about that to me. Yeah, but I I also look at 36 as a as a totally fine age. Agreed, it's it's a fine age, but when you're 31, 22 year old girl is not a stretch. The same way a girl your own age is not a stretch. When you're 36, a 22-year-old girl is a stretch. It is a stretch. So I, I just mean, and I, I don't mean that dating a 22-year-old girl is the, is the goal. I mean that, you know, it gives you flexibility. It's okay. So, so that's, a, that's a great point, right? What is the widest swath of age range that is acceptable to date? Like as a man, at what age do you have access to the largest cross cut of age where not that many people will be like, ah, that's weird. I think literally 31, dude. Cause you can date, you can date uh, nine years, your junior, and you could probably date like five or six years, your senior. And not that many people are going to, no one's going to say shit. So that's a 14 year range you got it all and dude honestly you could date an 18 year old at 31 if you wanted no if you're if you're, if you're crazy enough to want to do that it would be a crazy thing to do but you could 18's too young that's crazy i i agree that it's too young i wouldn't want to do it but you theoretically could do it if i started dating an 18 year old tomorrow my friends who all of whom at one point were absolute you know sailors would come to me and be like you got to reconsider this why would they do that though? That's because annoying. that girl hasn't gone to college yet. She's in college. 
She's a freshman? Freshman in college. I don't think I could date somebody in college right now. I even couldn't. A I, I personally could not. But if you came to me one day, love your girlfriend, no disrespect to her. If you came to me and you're like, I fell for this 18-year-old girl, I would say, fucking swing for the fences, buddy. And then what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk her through buying her first beer. You know, I'm going to be her chaperone for a couple I mean, years. Yeah, that'll suck. That'll suck to have to try to relate to her friends and like go visit oh her at college for the God, weekend. Her friends. Oh, think about hanging out with her friends. It would suck. Kill be like, me. Does anybody need more alcohol? I'm going to make a run. <laughs> He's such a loser, dude. Dude, they'd be TikToking and they'd be my my spacing. I don't know what they do. What is? I don't even. I have no. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I have no nothing in touch with that generation. Eighteen year olds. I did it for a second, man. I dated. I was twenty five dating a girl in college, and it was really fucking hard. Dealing That's with not the, so bad. That's not so bad. It's 18, not so bad, but it, it was. It was hard just to, to your point about how hard it is to date somebody that young. It was really challenging to a keep up with the rapid pace of her changing. Yeah. That was yeah. so hard. Right. She, it was so threatening. Yeah. Every week she had a new thing. That was her new thing. She went through all these phases. She thought she was fucking Korean. She was speaking Korean words. <laughs> like, she would, she would go, dude, she, <laughs> dude, I swear. Wait a second. Joking. Wait, wait. <laughs> She's Korean. She went, she started doing this. Oh. No. I swear to God. Wait, was she Asian at all? Uh, no, bro. Zero percent Asian. So that is straight up cultural appropriation. Massive right? I mean, cultural uh, appropriation. Bro, she would do like racist shit too. Like she, we'd be at Starbucks and she would talk to the guy behind the thing and she would start speaking Korean at him because he looked Korean and he would be like, my name's Chuck, did you not see the name? <laughs> I don't speak Korean, dude. Like, this is really offensive. Hang on. How good did she get at speaking Korean? She could say five words, dude. That is who? <laughs> how, long, how long did you date this person for? We did it on and off for a few years, dude. And oh, my God. Bro, listen, though. Then this is the thing. So I would get used to that. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere... Like she started, she started thinking she was a rapper, and in the in, in the middle of the night, she'd be half asleep, bro. And like it would be cold, the air conditioning would be on, and she'd be like, "Yo, can you turn that off?" I no, swear. No. I swear. <laughs> and now she's a, a wonderful, adjusted adult. But during this oh, time, God. it was really hard to keep up with these phases and being the older guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> look. I had I I had some uh, transformations, some identity uh, musical chairs when I was younger. I think I think everybody undergoes that, but they were certainly not as dramatic as uh, as this chameleon that you were dating. Um, God bless her, dude. Yeah. Well, here's my question, right? So um, my question is like why 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 was she choosing such dramatic identity changes so she went to the rhode island school of design RISD. yeah it's which the best is, art school in the country yeah yes it's a heavily it's heavily attended by korean and and like eastern asian 
kids. I didn't so know that, that. That could have had something to do with it. Okay. Um, also very artsy, obviously, whatever. One thing I always found funny, I liked all those kids a lot. They were really nice. But in being so different, they were so adamant about being different and like criticizing things that were different or that, that were all the same. But then they ended up just becoming all like each other. Yeah. So they were almost sort of like doing the exact thing, but just in, the, in an artsy way, you know? And not only that, but to, to cling to an identity of, I refuse to adhere, I refuse to embrace homogeneousness, uh, that in and of itself is an identity. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like you're, you're, just, you're just being, you're, you're, not a, you're not seeing reality at that point. Totally. Dude, that is so funny that she thought she was Korean. Have you, did you watch Tom Segura's uh, special, not the most recent one, but the one before that? No. Oh, it's one of my favorite ones. Um, it's one of my favorite comedy specials ever. And he talks about how there's this, uh, there's this like disability or this disorder where you can suffer a pretty traumatic brain injury and then come out of it like speaking with a completely different accent <laughs> and that happens and uh it sounds a little bit like what your girlfriend underwent insane well so but here's the question is the accent like just because of a brain thing and it sounds like an accent or is it literally just like you suddenly have a russian accent specifically so the way he describes it is that there will there was a woman in england who grew up in a very, very small neighborhood, you know, one of those like Kent or I don't know what it's called. Right. In the Cotswolds or something, never left her village, you know, never traveled far, got hit in the head by a truck or something, and then woke <laughs> up and was speaking English as a Chinese woman. Oh my God. Like, you know, I'm not going to do the accent because that's how you get in trouble, but, oh my you know. God. That's he crazy. does it and it's hysterical and but but he's not speaking she's not speaking chinese right i don't think you can just matrix of that course, information into your brain right right but, but to, to the then accent. think yeah to speak that way it's it's just insane that's so funny dude Jesus. well let's um we have a great reader email submission that i i want to talk about because is that okay with you of course we um we we talked about uh we talked about um Saudi Arabia in our last episode. Um, and uh, we have this wonderful correspondent named Hatim. And I've spoken with him. You've now spoken with him. He's reached out to, um, <clears throat> to us a couple times about potentially performing in Saudi Arabia. But he has a great story. And he sent us this long email about an Uber ride that went awry. So I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit. Um, okay. He's down in Los Angeles for business. He works in finance. Uh, he had a meeting set up with an asset manager. Finished the day at about 5.30 and he ordered an Uber. Um, after a little while, it comes. He, he gets in, heavy set driver, doesn't talk much. Uh, our buddy Hatim says, hola, no response. Uh, they're leaving downtown LA in traffic. And Hatim notices that the guy's taking the longer route back to the hotel. So Hatim asks him if he can stick to Google Maps to avoid the traffic. The driver ignores him again. Um, 
five minutes later, they are in a ghetto-looking area. Spray paint and liquor stores, crack addicts walking around. It's beginning to get dark. Um, the driver, out of nowhere, says, <clears throat> excuse me, sir, can you get out of my car, please? This obviously makes no sense to Hatim. Um, he goes, what's up? And the driver goes, I need you to get out of the car right now. I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> so Hatim starts freaking out, thinking that they're going to have a head-on collision. He quickly buckles his seatbelt and tells the guy to relax. You'll be fine. But that he can't get out of the car because the neighborhood is too dangerous. And then the driver freaks out again and says, get out now, get out now. Hatim says, I'm not getting out. I'm in a suit. I'll get jumped and maybe gang raped. Okay, so Hatim, a little extreme. Uh, it rose bad though, dude. Like those, if he's in the areas that I'm thinking of. I don't know LA that well, but Downtown yeah. LA, you make a wrong turn. You're in a very, very bad situation. Put a pin in that thought because I want to talk about that as soon okay. as we're done with this. Um, so Hatim tells the driver, I'll pull over, pull over and I'll drive. He, the driver agrees. So now Hatim is driving himself. He starts sending his friends selfies. The driver reclines his chair and ignores him completely. He tries to ask him how his life is and what's going on. The Uber driver tells him he's been driving for Uber for two weeks and he can't handle random people getting in his car. <laughs> Then he tells him about how his ex-wife is troubling. It's not going well. Um, Hatim starts speaking some Spanish to him. That calms him down. Then the driver asks if he can pull over so that, that he can go out into the trunk to get some beers <laughs> to sip slowly on our drive back to the hotel. Hatim <laughs> says, fuck no, I'm got, not getting a DUI driving your Uber. <laughs> and then he says, well, maybe one beer wouldn't hurt. So I'm asking what kind of beer he's got, hoping he's got some IPAs or something. But all he had are Bud Lights. They go back and forth about the beers. Um, Hotsum tells him he should pick up weed or CBD. The guy doesn't care. Uh, goes back into full anxiety mode. Then he took a nap. Uh, they pull up the hotel relief. Uber The valet opens the door, thinking he's the Uber driver. He gets out, walks into the hotel. And the valet guy laughs. And there's a very funny picture. The picture prove, made it for me too, dude. Yeah, to prove that this actually happened, where Hatim <laughs> is in the driver's seat of the Uber, and the guy is sitting back like, oh, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Just full meltdown. Chris, if you could put that picture in the YouTube, uh, that would be great. Yeah. So funny, dude. What, what a crazy situation, bro. It's pretty wild. I mean, we talked about this in the pod before, but I had a somewhat similar situation where we, my driver fell asleep while we were on the highway. Yeah. And uh, I had to, I had to grab the steering wheel and pull us back because we were, we were drifting towards the median and like oncoming traffic, even though there was a barrier. Uh, and I pulled us back from, cause I was sitting in the passenger seat. We had three other friends in the back and we pulled over to the breakdown lane and I switched over and started drive. I drove us the rest of the way while our <laughs> driver slept. Crazy. Yeah. Fucked up. Um, but here's a question I wanted to ask you from all of that. Well, first of all, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it seemed it, the story to me was seemed like bullshit until the picture. Yeah, I the agree. Picture, 
if it checked out the whole I sold it yeah 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 sorry go ahead no no I, I agree with that I mean it's uh you you kind of we beca- we've we've all taken so many Ubers or a lot of us have taken so many Ubers especially if you live in a city that you become accustomed to how professional it is and you just assume you forget that there's a human being driving you in a car right right and uh the reality is you you have no idea how qualified this guy is i don't know what the 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 test is right to become an eligible uber driver totally and especially out of new york man it seems to be way less standardized yeah. like in new york you know what you're getting pretty much every single uber they're all the same there seems like there's some kind of higher because everywhere else i take them it's just like some fucking guy yeah yeah who right. you know was weird a lot of the time who was watching tv and saw the uber signal and decided to get off his couch like in maine if i ordered an uber it's not going to come from 15 minutes right right the guy has to drive to come pick me up from four towns over <laughs> right and who knows what he's doing over there it's 100 he could be hunting dude yeah it's weird so this is my question bad neighborhoods yes i don't really know when i'm in a bad neighborhood or not because I've been in parts of New York where, you know, it's not as if I see crazy, like if you're driving through a bad neighborhood, how do you know you're in a bad neighborhood? Honestly, there's some ways because there just aren't that many bad neighborhoods in New York anymore, but there are still. And you know you're in one when you start seeing shit like police towers. What are police towers? They're kind of like makeshift like things that they're like, that there's, you can be at the top. And I don't, I don't really know how to describe it, but if you saw one, you'd know what it is. It's, it's just like, it's not a permanent structure. They like set them up, it seems like for security or surveillance or something. And they're like high, they're like 100 feet or something, 50 feet, I don't know. Do they um, put also, people up there with like sniper rifles and stuff? I don't know. I, I don't think so. But like, if anybody who's listening, if you know what a police tower is, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, we, we have a lot of questions from this episode. Google it maybe. Um, we can we Google and check it out. Discord too. And get some more info on that but also helicopters oh and also, did you start seeing a shit ton of projects dude okay all right or, well that or makes kind sense. of like like infrastructural decay if you just see a lot of like shitty abandoned buildings or just like rubble or yeah yeah in new york at least i'm sure it's different place to place in la it's very obvious when you're in those bad neighborhoods of downtown why what do you because of all the things you said there are tents you can't even see the sidewalk because of how many tents there are there's people just walking around in the street it literally looks like the apocalypse dude on sixth street and like skid row and shit interesting okay well that makes that seems a little more apparent yeah um wow because you know i've driven through bad neighborhoods but i didn't necessarily know you know every people talk about it like oh this is a bad neighborhood i'm nervous and it's like right what what actually happened, you know, and, and maybe this is a totally ignorant, white privileged thought, but if you just keep fucking driving through the bad neighborhood, you know, yeah, I don't you're know. Fine. You're fine. No, to- totally. Totally. Yeah. Mm. Being in a bad neighborhood doesn't mean that you're necessarily just going to start getting shot because you're driving through. Right. Unlike You don't want to go buy, if you go buy drugs in a bad neighborhood, that's asking for trouble. Right, right. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, man. But even, you know, I hear stories all the time of people driving down Skid Row who got their windshields smashed and like all this crazy, of just crazy, high, nutty people whose brains are fried from the sun just roaming around the streets like zombies, acting crazy. Yeah. That sounds bad. (laughs) I don't like that. Oh, well, uh, what else we got? Anything else? Um... I'm down to call it a day, buddy. That was a, yeah, we yeah. did a lot there. Guys, thank you for listening uh, to the fucking podcast. We really appreciate you. We do. And, uh, you know, please, please tell your friends if, if you like it and, you know, we're, we're still growing and we just want to be, we want to be so huge. Yeah. And, uh, we'd appreciate your guys' help doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Recommend it. It's easy listening. We have a good time. We enjoy all of you guys and your submissions. As always, please email oopsthepodcast at gmail.com or just DM the main account uh oops the podcast on instagram but before we wrap up francis yeah uh what do you got planned for the weekend dude oh dude golf courses are opening you gonna hit it hell yeah i'm gonna go play on saturday i might even play twice uh 18 or nine or what oh yeah i'll I'll go the whole nine yards yeah yeah do you do you always play 18 when you play usually no no just when you have time yeah it depends uh, it usually depends on how easy it is to get to the golf course. Like if I'm making a trek out somewhere, uh, I'll probably want to play the whole time. But, you know, if if it's an easy ride over and there aren't that many people on the course and I can just zip around, I, maybe I'll just play nine. Awesome. Well, dude, I would love to play with you sometime. I'm I'm just good enough that I won't be too much of a burden. That'll be a blast, dude. I mean, you you kind of had to lower your level to play tennis with me, so it's. <laughs> I, I think will... you are better at tennis than I am at golf, but I'm okay. Hey, I I'm not some. I don't expect you know. The only thing that bothers me with um, playing golf with people like with bad golfers is if they are relentlessly hunting for their ball. Oh yeah, that sucks. As long I'll, as you just like say, all right, that's gone. Let's move on, and you keep the pace going. I don't, you know, I'm happy to. I don't care. Great, yeah, yeah. I'm, and yeah, perfect. Also, yeah. one more thing, I am very upset to hear that I've been cut from Summer House. Dude, I know, right? And that <laughs> was that episode, the one that aired yesterday on Wednesday. Yeah. And dude, I heard that the G wagon that I had driven over in, that I had borrowed, made the cut, but I did not. And did they mention the G-Wagon? I think a friend of mine texted me saying he saw the G-Wagon, but he did not see me. So That's horseshit, dude. The car wins again. Damn. It's like you were good. they were good enough to have your prop, but not you. I know. Next Too time, bad. Francis. Next time. Hell yeah. Hey, we'll see you uh, next week, everybody. Have a great weekend. All right, man. You too. Have a great weekend. See ya.